Hey guys, welcome back to 5nothing100nothing.com. I am Fog It, the fittest underdog guru using intelligent tactics, is what it stands for. And today, guys, I want to talk to you about chapter seven of a trainer's dozen 13 principles for personal training success. Okay, this chapter is titled Document Successes. Okay, so I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to um, go off the cuff with a few bullet points and give you the lowdown and, and whatnot of what that chapter um, has. All right. First thing, document successes. So what you want to do is you want to take a look okay, at any one um, of your clients. And let's say you're just getting into the training industry and you've either got yourself in shape or you've gotten uh, helped your friends or loved ones. Um, you have some kind of successes, and what you want to do is you want to get testimonials. You want um, those that you've helped to um, share their story, whether it's in print, audio, or video form, um, so that it kind of lends credibility to your ability to help the customer or the potential customer, right? So that that's kind of an interesting one because a lot of people – have a hard time asking for the testimonial. Um, there's times where um, I've had clients that had amazing successes and I never asked for testimonials. And so years later, I started to go back and I was like, you know what? I, I, I keep reading and being told by mentors that this is important to do. So I was like, you know what? It just was like pulling teeth with me. So I had to ask. And when I did, Every one of them was fine with it. They were like, hell yeah, you've helped me so much. Um, I couldn't have done this without you, whatever, right? And so what? Uh, it was interesting when uh, I started getting the um, written testimonials from them. I mean, what I thought they might say or what their perception was, um, it was under, under, it's an understatement. Like they were so kind and really saying my praises. It's very humbling. It's very touching. Um, because you really don't know how much you really impact somebody because most of us aren't going to be so over the top, unless you're a real, um, touchy feely, emotional person. Um, you're not, most, most of us don't do that. We keep it in check a little bit, or we don't want to gush so much. So, um, that's definitely a big one is ask for testimonials. Um, another one is get pictures, right? That's like the biggest thing is that there's people that will read a testimonial and then there's others that are going to be more inclined to look at a picture, right? So if, you know, usually when I have somebody start in a new phase or new plan or something that we're expecting radical change, you know, um, I'll encourage them, listen, you don't have to take the pictures with me. Um, you can take them fully clothed. You can take them in like a you know, beach wear, whatever it is that they're comfortable with. I encourage them to do both though. Um, because once they get the results they want, they're not so ashamed. In fact, they're proud to show what they used to look like because they don't look like that anymore. But taking the pictures now that embarrass them or horrify them or, um, or shame them are, um, it's their current reality. But once you take them, sometimes the anchoring to that pain for them reminds them of why they're not going back, why they're not just going to hide behind sweaters and jackets and, you know, having to go to that next size in the clothing store, whatever it is. Um, and then for you, 
it gives you amazing social proof that what you're doing really works. And you know it works because you've either done it for yourself or you've helped do it for others and you've trusted in the process and you want to help other people. So there it is. All right. Um, so the pictures are big. If you can get people to do that, that's a huge one. And with our phones being amazing cameras that they are, you should get some amazing pictures now. All right. Next thing is measurements. Now, a lot of times shows like Biggest Loser and all that, they focus just on a scale years ago. And the scale is one thing. But what I noticed, uh, if you've been in this industry for any appreciable amount of time, is that the scale doesn't always give you a fair representation of what's going on with their transformation. So they could be putting on muscle mass, which they probably needed a little bit of muscle. Um, and, you know, in turn, their body's transforming where they're losing adipose tissue or body fat, but their body's replacing it with muscle now, which is going to be long-term better for them. And as the body fat comes down, they're going to really like the shape of their body with the muscle. So it changes the shape of the body. I've always compared it to like, um, if you don't like the shape of your body and you're shaped like a pear and you just simply um, do diet and some extra activity, um, but your shape was like that, so to speak, and then it's just going to go to a smaller pear. So a lot of times people want to look like an apple where it's like a little bit more on top, a little bit more narrow, taper, V taper it down. So that's where the strength training comes in. And that requires that they're going to, you know, for a lot of people put on some muscle. So they may not, they might not see a, a scale loss, but one of the benefits of doing something like a body fat measurement is that um, let's, I've had clients that, you know, worked hard and then eight weeks later they lost three pounds. They're just, well, I'm, I'm two sizes down in clothes though, but I don't know, I'm like, I should be losing scale weight. So then we do a body fat assessment and see that they've lost 5% body fat or something and gain four or five pounds of muscle. And then it makes sense to them. It's clicking what's going on in their bodies. So you got to do a bunch of different uh, variations of measurements. That way you have more um, evidence or more to point to if something's not working. So, you know, the more information you get, the better you're going to be and uh, the better you're going to be able to program uh, for your client. So measurements are key. So weight, measurements and in inches and whatnot, and also um, clothes, the way clothes fit. So if they have a pair of jeans that they just can't quite get on, you know, and then they finally slip into them, you'd be surprised um, how much more overjoyed they are and happy than just to see something on a scale. So, you know, that's a real big uh, morale booster and motivator for them. Um, the other thing you can do is um, for successes is physical feats. So, you know, if your client wants to be able to do a chin up, right? And you think about like, hey, what do you want to be able to achieve? What uh, type of physical feat or what kind of a physical ability do you want to be able to do that you're currently not doing? Or um, maybe they've always wanted to bench press 100 pounds, 200 pounds, whatever. Well, start working on a measurable um, plan to get them to progress up to that. So that could mean, um, for instance, I have clients right now that are racing to get to uh, the, to see who the first one can get to be, to do 50 pushups. So right, um, right now they started off where one guy could do 10 and his buddy 
could do five modified push-ups on his knees. And now they're both up over 30 push-ups. So they're in um, you know competition with each other. And they have a timeline of the end of the year to be able to do 50. It's something measurable. We figured that if they're doing one, uh, if, they, if they're able to execute one more push-up a week and doing um, in their workouts, that they'll be able to hit 50 by the end of the year, as long as nothing comes up like injury or illness or whatnot. So no setbacks, but um, it's something that's pushing them to want to do it more and more because it's a measurable goal and they're following that GPS that I guide them through. And um, sometimes that carries a lot too. So if they're not reaching other goals, their diet was a little off and you're just waiting to to, um, define success by if they lost weight or if they stayed with their perfect diet, whatever that is, um, then that could be, you know, a mental hurdle that they, you know, stumble on, but, you know, yeah, set some physical goals. And the other thing is, um, I'll just touch on it real briefly here, but it could be a whole nother topic is, uh, do the opposite of trends. Okay. So going back years and years ago, if you guys know what the BOSU ball is, it's like the half stability ball that's on a plastic platform. It looks like a little UFO. So when BOSU ball came out, um, everyone was jumping on a BOSU. This is the greatest thing. We have to have all BOSU classes. You do BOSU for everything. The same thing happened with TRX. The same thing happened with CrossFit, where we you know, overreact in the short term and everything is about that. It's the cure-all for everything. And then in the long term, we underreact, meaning we forget what the benefits are of it. And then we try to move on to the next latest greatest. So we overreact in the short term and we underreact generally in the long term. So a good example of underreacting underreacting in the long term would be um, the benefits of kettlebell training or um, doing um, compound movements, big body part basic movements for overall fitness. So you know, we lose sight of things, you know, cardio was demonized for years um, because, oh, you know, cardio is not going to help you lose weight. It's all diet and strength training. Well, it's a combination of all of them. So they all have their place in the puzzle. Okay. Like, share, subscribe. Hope you guys enjoyed that. We're getting there. Next one's chapter eight coming up. Almost home, baby. Have a great day, guys.